Hi everyone, it's Dorothy from iFireUp, and today we have John Wenstrom, and I'm so excited to have him. He's presented at um, my conference, and we'll be at another one, so a few of my conferences, and people always ask to bring him back, and one of the comments said, boy, I wish I had a principal like John. And when I read that comment, I thought we need to have John on a podcast because it'd be great for him to share some of his insight with us because that's pretty powerful when somebody spends a day with you and um, wishes you were their principal. That says a lot about your style, your communication, and the rapport you have in that room with people. So I'm excited to learn a little bit more from John today. So welcome, John. Great. Thank you, Dorothy. It's nice to be here. I appreciate all the kind words. Excellent. So our first question, I guess, for you will be, because this kind of goes from some of the conference feedback, how do you build those relationships with your students and your staff? How do you create that culture of, you know, just collaboration in your building? Because it sounds like you have a lot of that happening at your school. Yeah, and I I really, I always say to people, um, I'm good at relationship building for one reason, because I've also failed at relationship building. So... <laughs> You know, we always look back and see what we could do better. So um, it's been an area that I've focused on and worked on because I have made mistakes. And focusing on that has really helped me uh, grow as a leader. I always think of George Koros's, uh quote uh, that he has in uh, The Innovator's Mindset is the three most important things in education are relationships, relationships, relationships. Mm-hmm. And I live by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's the foundation from everything, from school to home from uh, teachers to students, from principals to teachers. Um, They are the foundation for everything we do. Absolutely. And, you know, I was a principal for 11 years, and I had a really good relationship with a lot of parents, I feel. And people would often ask me, how do you know these families so well? Well, I I really watched the siblings come in at two years old, you know, and then they would continue Mm -hmm. through the school, and you'd go to family things, you'd go to some of their activities and events, and you were always around. So it's just a community when you're there a while and you you show interest in those families. That really helps, I believe, too. Absolutely. You know, one of the other things that, you know, you talked about, you know, culture building and, you know, Jimmy Cassis in his book, Culturize, I'm going to steal this again, a mm-hmm. line from his book, where he talks about he can tell the culture of a building just by walking in and walking down the hallway. You know, are there smiles? Uh, are people mm-hmm. open? Uh, do people greet one another? Uh, but one of the things that I found about building those relationships and building up that positive uh, culture is the need to be present. And I don't mean just physically being there, although that is very important, um, but you need to be present. So I make sure at my school that every morning I can be, I'm out greeting parents as they walk in and opening up doors for uh, cars that drop off. Um, I'm there at the end of the day when students are going onto the buses to help out uh, in the lunchroom. I'm in the classrooms. I don't want Uh, when I walk into a classroom or somewhere else for that to be an unusual event, I want it to be part of everyday life and part of our culture. So I really feel it's important that principals uh, or building leaders are present physically and emotionally, listening to people, uh, having those conversations. One thing you mentioned too, I want to go back to, is you said, hey, I feel like I'm good at this because I failed at it. And I, 
you don't hear that a lot from many speakers and people. They don't. They always talk about the positive, and it could be whether they're, people are investing in stocks. Oh, I made this much money. It's always the positive. They don't say, oh, my goodness. So you just said, hey, I failed at it, and I think you're right, and I think we've all failed at things, and we've all gone through some things, and we've grown from them, and you have to learn from them. And I, I appreciate you saying that because that is critical. We're not going to be great at everything, but, boy, with that growth mindset, we can continue to move through the process. Yeah, I, I feel that uh, image of the, the natural-born leader mm-hmm. is a myth. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, um, you know, again, I'll use Carol Dweck of uh, mindset, mm-hmm. of going through that, of saying this, this belief that we have, that we carry around of the natural leaders or people who are born with it. Um, it's really hogwash mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. leadership takes a lot of work um, and a lot of reflection. And really what a lot of that reflection on is, what did I? What could I have done better? What could I have done differently? And how are other people perceiving this? Mm-hmm. And when you start looking at things through that lens um, for leadership, you really have to put yourself in someone else's shoes and say, if I were a teacher in my building, what would I need right now? Um, so how do I do that? I, I talk with people. I have conversations. I listen to their stories. Right, and you're helping create that collaborative culture where people are okay to take risks. The teachers are okay with it, which allows the students to do you know, some of the risk-taking, too, and some thinking outside the box. You know, so you talk about relationships. It's so important, and we know that's the foundation. Absolutely. So then now what? So how how does this relationship-building component, John, relate to the curriculum and success and academics? Can you talk about that piece at all? Absolutely. And again, something else I I firmly believe in that is relationship is the foundation, but it's not the ceiling. So once you have that relationship, I could just be a really nice guy that everybody likes in my building. Mm -hmm. But if we're not pushing ourselves and being innovative, it's really anybody could come in here and, you know, be a nice guy. I want everyone to like me. Mm -hmm. I sure just like everyone else does. Mm -hmm. However, once that relationship is built, really what happens, what needs to happen next is, pushing uh, all of ourselves out of our comfort zone. So I always say I have very high expectations of my staff and myself, but I also believe in providing high levels of support. Um, And so part of that is modeling risk-taking. I often will talk with my staff about uh, things I've tried and things that didn't work, um, but what I've learned from it. Um, I will often ask my staff, you know, when was the last time you failed? Because that is showing that you're trying something new, that you're pushing your boundaries. Mm -hmm. So we really have worked on developing a culture of risk-taking. And my staff, the more they do it, the more my students at our school are willing to take risks and think outside the box. So, again, I want people to be uh, feel safe. I want them to be happy. I also want them to be challenged. What are what's something that you're proud of that you do at your school? And it could be an activity. It could be one of your PLCs. It could be your staff. The way your staff meetings are conducted. Something that you are very proud of that you're working on at your school. Well, two things that I um, that I really am. I guess I'm proud of and uh, excited about that we do at our school. Um, one is, uh, and this is a simple thing, but we do a, a Monday morning assembly every uh, every week. Um, I have just over 500 kids every Monday morning, right when the bell rings, I get on the announcements, call people down to the gym. I have the song celebration playing as they, Mm -hmm. they come in. I can get 500 kids usually seated down in about six minutes. So we've gotten a pretty good into that groove. 
And we call them Celebrate Monday after Sean Gaylord's uh, hashtag of Celebrate Monday. And we start off every week. We spend about 20 minutes together uh, celebrating. We talk about what our theme is for the month, whether it's empathy, whether it's grit, whether it's kindness or confidence. Um, I may show a short video. I may play the guitar. Uh, we may have a challenge, like a positive post-it challenge. But we start each and every week like that, and it's a great way for community building um, for our students and for our staff just to start that week off on that positive note. The other thing that I'm proud of uh, at our building is we also uh, have a lot of staff-led uh, meetings. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the talking head and leading every staff meeting. In fact, the opposite. I want my staff to uh, take leadership roles. So one of the things I started last year was having people sign up for uh, things that they wanted to learn more about, and then also a sign-up sheet for people who said, who's comfortable presenting on this? Mm -hmm. And then using those people, plugging them in, and so that uh, every month, uh, or more if possible, I have teachers who are leading staff meetings of teacher to teacher and saying, hey, I found this useful in my classroom, you may like it too. To me, that's way more powerful when a peer mm -hmm. is saying, this worked in my classroom, try it out. John, I love that concept, and I know there's some districts that have moved to that, too, where they're beginning uh, the year PD, and then throughout the year, they're having staff deliver that content sure. and e extend that learning. So they're taking control of their own professional learning. Then they're creating sometimes book clubs from that and communication on yep. Twitter. So I absolutely love that concept. You bet. And it sounds like your Mondays are fun, so maybe maybe, maybe some of us will have to come over and see you playing that guitar. It's we would like that. always Always open to anyone. I always <laughs> tell people, come on. And I've had a few principals from across the state and actually some from outside of the state uh, come over and visit us for our Celebrate Monday Assembly. So, yeah, it's always a good time, and I, we always love visitors. Fantastic. We will put in the comment section how people can contact you if they'd like to do that or just connect with you on Twitter. You we'll bet. put that all in there so that they can find easy access to you. So we really appreciate you being part of this podcast. And when you talk about risk-taking, my um, mind just went to Tara Martin. She's just the author of Be oh, Real yeah. with Dave Burgess, and I've just started to follow her a little bit. And I tell you what, she started out by risk-taking, so it tells you she's in a good collaborative environment where she was allowed to take some risk, and it flourished. And she's now helping educators across the country. And I tell you what, she is real. She's like her book, and she gets right back to you. <laughs> so the culture you're creating helps people you may not even know excel. So I, I encourage you to continue you know, supporting the teachers because they're in the trenches and you know how hard they work. You Absolutely. do. Absolutely. So we really appreciate you and um, your time. But before we go today, John, I want you to leave our listeners with three tips that you would give our listeners to, and it could be how to build a culture. It could be for how to build relationships, but three tips you'd give teachers and administrators out there. You bet. If I was going to give uh, three bits of advice, uh, the first one would be to empower your staff. Don't hold power in, give it out. And the more you do and the more empowered your staff is, quite frankly, the easier your job is because I'm not here to create followers. I'm here to create leaders. And I think I stole that from Tom Peters who said that, but we really want to work at empowering our staff. The second thing is uh, administrators need to learn how to say two things, oops, and I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, I've said them many times um, throughout my career. It's been 24 years now, and I can't tell you how many times I've said, oops, I messed up on that, or I'm sorry. Staff needs to know that we're willing to own our mistakes, 
that were uh, willing to be responsible for things and that were human. And my third bit of advice is, uh, this is again, fits in with everything else we just talked about. It's always about we, not me. Um, Building leadership is not about a person. Um, It really is about the culture that's built in that building. And it's about everyone feeling empowered and feeling like they are a part of the great things happening. Mm -hmm. So again, we, not me. John quotes a lot and uh, references a lot of speakers, which tells us out here in the world we're listening to you that you are really well read and you stay connected. So you are always learning. You are obviously a leader that values learning and you will never stop learning. So that is fantastic because not everybody always references people and, you know, you're learning and you're growing and you almost felt a little bit like, well, should I do this? I'm taking it, but you're harvesting and that's what education's about and we always encourage everyone to harvest. So John, we really appreciate this, and I know that on Thursday nights, also Facebook Live, you and Allison Apsey um, host Principal's Playhouse, so people can always tune into that, too. You bet. We'll be doing another uh, Playhouse uh, in early December, so looking forward to that. All right. Thank you so much, John. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Dorothy. had a great time, and again, yeah, please have people feel free to contact me. Um, I always think we're, we're better together, so love connecting with people.